Welcome to episode five of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop entertainment. We do talk about dating and relationships plus social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. I'm Sean. I'm Nye, and I just caught my breath from Beyonce. Okay, so so we are calling this episode Queen Beyonce is the Khaleesi of Black Girl Magic. I have to do, you know, me being a Game of Thrones fan. Let me just give, let me just start an announcement in the style of Game of Thrones. So, Beyonce Giselle of the House Knowles Carter, first of her name, <laughs> the unmatched destroyer of snatched wigs, Lady <laughs> Ward, and iconic performances, Khaleesi of Black Girl Magic, breaker of records, and mother of the hive, long may she reign. Ow. <laughs> Man, did she come to slay or did she come to slay? I said, did Queen Beyonce breathe life into that little tired ass huh. gathering of all them non-factors out there in the dusty ass desert of, Girl. of Southern California? Girl. With her Egyptian Queen Nefertiti emblazoned on her back. Mm. Yes, she did. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. She really kicked off reparations, and I'm gonna tell you why. She Ooh. made all those non-factors pay thousands of dollars for her. <laughs> and we got that motherfucking shit for free. <laughs> we got that shit for free. Ooh, that was beautiful. Do you know she is the first black woman to headline Coachella? And she she said it too. She's like, ain't that about a bitch? bitch. <laughs> ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> ain't that a bitch? <laughs> And she shut the uh, motherfucker down. Man. Shut it fucking down. Let me tell you, when she came out and she sang the Black na- National Anthem, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, where we at? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Where the fuck are we at? <laughs> are we out? Are they out in the desert, all them looking? <laughs> out in that dusty-ass desert. Girls, man, I felt like I was in school days. Remember that was like the blackest shit I have ever seen in a long time ever. on mainstream TV. The blackest shit ever. Black. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning to the end, so all the way through. All like, ain't the no way doubt. Through. Y'all can say all kind of Illuminati shit you want to. Mm-hmm. That's a black girl doing black girl magic. That is yes. Mm -hmm. Let me just catch you know, this is like three days later. I'm still trying to catch my breath. (laughs) Like, Lord, wait, when she did that piece, the Malcolm X speech title, Who Taught You Mm -hmm. to Hate Yourself? Mm -hmm. Did you did you hear that? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Yeah, I heard it. Mm -hmm. I can't. I know it's like, yeah, I heard it. Of course, Mm -hmm. with the wife of Akhenaten on her back. (laughs) On her back. On her back. They they were in a pyramid. They were in a Pyramid. The symbolisms throughout the whole thing was just. I was like, girl, that that halftime show was like was like going to a Grambling game, like the like an HBCU. It was. It it, that's exactly. It was a home. It was a home. It was a. uh, It was like homecoming. Yes, it was a homecoming homecoming. halftime show. (laughs) Yes, that's 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 what it was. She brought you New Orleans. She brought you stepping. She brought you cookout. She brought you every fucking thing. Hot sauce in her bag. Everything. Hot sauce in her bag. It was a party. It was Lord. a play. It was everything. It was everything. It was I said, everything. I woke up crazy in love with being black. Did mm-hmm. you feel that way? Like yes, yes. Everything yes. about me was black. I feel. I feel like this is like the 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 year of the blackest shit 
white woman. Like the, the mm-hmm. like in this shit right now are blacker than a motherfucker. Would Cardi be on the charts? Cardi B- having the best, the, having the top album in the in the. <laughs> Cardi B was working while pregnant. Girl, I was about to say that. <laughs> okay, we get to that. We just sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, and it made, made me so proud while she was doing it. Me too. Like, girl, hell, <laughs> I just yeah. this. But you're right. Like, this has been this has really been the moment for us of all the the shit that's going on, and we we gonna talk. But this has really been our defining moment, and I would like to say it kicked off with Black Panther of cra- the craziest shit with with a um with a Marvel with a Marvel comic book character but mm-hmm. i really felt like that was like the catalyst for this moment right here that mm-hmm. that created coachella out there in the desert and we got queen beyonce yeah. lighting lighting all y'all up out there yeah i think it to us for free it was it was happening it was happening before black panther but i think mm-hmm. black panther ignited that shit yes. it took it from where it was like bubbling and just like catapulted that shit <sighs> i love yes. this I love. I just. I, I'm. I'm loving this. I'm loving this moment. Um, even with the. Did you see the Destiny Child? Destiny's Child reunion. Mm-hmm. I, I, saw, mm-hmm. I was like, look at all these baby mamas on stage. That was. <laughs> <laughs> even with Michelle dancing to the words like white people do. Girl, I, poor thing. Poor thing. But we still love you, Michelle. Poor Michelle. But we love you. We love you, boo. We do love, love you. you boo. But we love can't, you. Boo. you know, White people dance to the words. You gotta dance. <laughs> that that only we can hear. You know, like dogs hear those whistles. We uh-huh. can, we're the only ones that can hear that downbeat. You gotta dance on the downbeat. Did you see that little video that they uh, put up of that? Them, I guess they were like twerking a little bit. <laughs> no, who I gotta show it to you. So it was a, a part of their little routine, and they were kind of like popping it, like for like a, a split second, and they showed Beyonce popping it, Michelle. Uh-huh. Um, Kelly popping and then they show Michelle popping it and I, she was I don't know what the fuck she was doing <laughs> it was terrible but sorry Michelle I'm not can't pop. yeah she can't pop but it's okay yeah. Michelle we love you we but love it's you. all right right like we we embrace you anyway for the for the black girl that you are that's mm-hmm. the thing like I I it, I'm just I don't want to keep it's just such a proud moment for me I, I was so proud and you know I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan Mm-hmm. And I was saying this before, like, I'm, you know, I respect her hustle. I respect her game. I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan, but now I am, I am convinced that she's probably the greatest entertainer living um, in the world right now. I, I, I agree. I think I started out when Destiny's Child, I did like them. I thought they were like a kind of corny yeah. little pop group. They were cute. You know, I wasn't a biggest, I liked some of their songs. I wasn't the biggest fan. Then she you know, she became became a solo artist. Some of the stuff I still wasn't really feeling, like, you know, I just still kind of thought she was corny. I think around mm-hmm. um, the album, I guess it was for, I don't know, the one mm-hmm. that's with the bump, bump, but up, bump, bump, but up, that song. The Love on Top. When she did the video. Yeah, Love on Top. Around that time, I was like, okay. I think that was around the time maybe she fired her her um, her father as manager and she took over. Mm-hmm. And you can you can tell her whole style changed. She got new stylists. She got new writers for her songs. Um, her whole image just changed. Then I was mm-hmm. like, starting to pay more attention to her. And then, um, you know, she hit us with Lemonade. Was that last year? A year before last? She well, hit us with I, Lemonade. I almost feel like that was almost two years ago. And that that right mm-hmm. there, I still that made me love her. her. 
Yeah. That made me love her. That made yep. me absolutely love her. I saw her Miss. I went to go see her doing her Miss Carter tour, and that made me love her even more. I'm like, she is on stage. She was on stage two hours dancing and singing and did not lose her breath. And I, I know in heels. In heels. I've seen her. You know, and that you got to thank her father for that because he said he mm-hmm. had her um, on a treadmill singing with mm-hmm. heels and running mm-hmm. in high heels. Mm-hmm. You definitely hear that. Not yeah. I think I saw her on the Miss Carter tour. I still wasn't overly because I felt like she was kind of corny. Um, I think what really opened it up mm-hmm. for me was was Lemonade. That whole. Mm-hmm. I think that album is so iconic. Mm-hmm. So many reasons. I was trying to pull up the word because if you just listen to the words of Lemonade, mm-hmm. or the the one with the video with um, what's her name? Um, the the uh, tennis star is it Venus Serena? Oh yeah, boy bye. Yes. Uh, in the sky. Yeah. Is that the one? Mm. I think it's called Boy Bye. Yeah, that's the one. No, then I'm thinking of the other one where she was in New Orleans and um talking about she like her baby hair with baby hair and afros. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not the one with um Venus or Venus, whatever Serena. Which she's which, not in that. Okay. She, no, no, no. no. She's in that one. She's dancing. <laughs> she is. Is she in she's in two of their videos? Um, Let me bring it up. Hmm. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Um, it's Serena, right? Yeah, she's in. Um, hmm. what video is that? Is it Lemonade? Is it oh. is it the song called Lemonade? Oh, it's Formation. Formation. That is it. Yeah. So so Serena is not in that one. You sure? I'm positive. I'm about to play the video right now. <laughs> At the New Orleans. Girl, we gotta go to see a big, a big Frida concert. I, I definitely agree with you. I Girl. agree with you. I agree with you. What happened at the New Orleans? The New Orleans. <laughs> Bitch, I'm back. <laughs> Let me tell you, so sidetrack real quick. I found out about Big Frida. I was, I don't know, in the house on a, one weekend. And there was like a, uh, I'd never even heard of who this person was. And there was like a, ma- a marathon of Big Frida. <laughs> And I was, first of all, I was in awe, like, what the fuck is going on? What am I watching? Mm-hmm. I watched that shit for hours. <laughs> for hours. And I'm already, uh, uh, I love New Orleans. I absolutely love I did too. Remember we went to New Orleans? I, mm-hmm. It was such a good trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, we gotta do that again. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and I like, you see yeah. Frida had a, yeah, Frida had a makeover, right? Like there's been a transition of Big okay. Frida over during the time. So oh, um, it definitely did, um, her <laughs> the coins are <laughs> well she she looks she she's looking much better but oh yeah so i so just in into in recap and just leaving all praises due to queen beyonce bow before her um mm-hmm. holy is her name seriously i was like i was at the church of beyonce all the man <laughs> the church of beyonce that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. i was worshiping i bought my, I bought my and i'm actually <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to her concert in Miami in August. Okay. So now I'm like super hyped because I can just imagine mm-hmm. um, the whole thing and and I'm I'm on the and I'm I'm floor seats. You know I you know I don't want to spend for that, but um luckily I got a, a little bit of a hookup. It's worth it. It is if that is a concert that is worth spending some coins on, that one is it. Absolutely. 
So um, oof. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get your money's worth. Yes. She, you worth. So she definitely just did she not? I'm just want to. Did she not work that Coachella? Yeah, they went yeah. out there. I mean, people were paying like three, four thousand dollars for tickets for what? Yeah. Cause I I was like con- I was considering going. My sister was like, you want to go? So I was looking it up, and I was like, no. <laughs> I do, but no, no, no. I'm like, I just can't see. There's a lot of coins. Yeah, a lot of coins going out there. But out um, there in that desert with no shade, get up out of here, girl. And it's a whole bunch of non-factors out there. I'll be annoyed uh-huh. the whole time. I, I know mean, you would. They <laughs> be out there in that mud. They put mud out there, mud pits. Get out, girl. Uh, uh-uh, no. Yeah. So this still this to be good. So okay, all right. So moving on. Although I don't want to move on from Beyonce, but moving on. Um, so Nicki Minaj has new music out. Have you seen the video for Chun Li? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> is she a non, is she a non factor right now? She's kind of always been a non like I, I like some of her. So you know who really kind of like put me on to her is you because every time I I would come yes. down and visit you, you always had a song playing. <laughs> I was like, I kinda like her song. So it's some stuff and I do like of Nikki's. It's some, right, and that's how I am, and I'll tell you why. Because if you listen to, I think some of her stuff, especially when she was with Safari, I think she's on a different vibe now. But she got different writers. Has, <laughs> yeah, right. But mm-hmm. she she does have that old school, like that boom bap. You know, I love mm-hmm. a boom bap. She yeah. she has a she can rhyme to that, and she's had yeah. some some really good beats to that. So mm-hmm. and and actually, I listened to Chun Li. Shout out to Chun Li because me being a Street Fighter, you know that's it's a character from Street Fighter. You know I used to be like a Street Fighter fanatic. Okay. So she's paying homage to the Street Fighter character mm-hmm. with the short arms and couldn't kick. But anyway, um, so the song I listened to it. It's funny because I listened to it on my computer, and I was like, this shit is corny. And then I listened to it with headphones with the mm-hmm. boom back and I was mm-hmm. like this shit is kind of fire it's a slow it's a slow burn like you gotta you gotta kind of listen to it she ain't really talk about nothing but it to me is reminiscent of that that old school kind of flow mm-hmm. um, so I mean I'm I it it's it's grown on me you know it ain't it ain't hot like fire but it's it, it's 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 a and it's to and to be honest, it's not a song that you would think like, yo, she's probably. I I think she's been out at the game for like four, three, four years. Like she hasn't really made any music in a while. Um, well, I, I don't know. If she's had an album out, but she's been featured on like different songs. She's been featured, right? Yeah. She hasn't have an she hasn't had an album out in a couple of years. So yeah, you know this song. I didn't hear the other one, but I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna be. A, I mean, it's it ain't fire like that. But mm-hmm. it's but it's a consistent song. I'm, I'm just hoping she doesn't bring that Barbie shit back. I see she the other song is, you know, Barbie, uh, you know, that that kind of shit. I'm I'm hoping you know she's 35 years old. Yeah, that's I think that's why I really didn't like her because she had like those like the blonde like the pink wigs and like the over the top costumes and I'm like what is going on? It was too gimmicky for me. Um, yep. At first, but she changed her style or whatever. And I do like like she was on um. Yo Gotti song, which I was my shit. Back it up, break it up. That was my uh-huh. shit. Yeah, so, <laughs> but you, did you see up, that, that that picture she had? Um, I guess it's like a promo picture, and she has like that Fendi uh, swimsuit. Yeah, and it's Reminiscent like of Lil Kim. And I'm like, why she keep fucking with Kim? I want I Kim to whip her ass. And I, I don't do I, or something like I'm because I'm looking at him like she's dead wrong for that because she's mm-hmm. not she's not paying homage. She's mm-hmm. disrespecting the legacy. Mm-hmm. of one of the greats like I, yeah. I didn't 
I really didn't like that with her with her Chun Li. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then I, I didn't understand the whole motors motorsport the song debacle between her and Cardi B. I don't know. I didn't even did you understand it? Oh, you know what? Now that I, I think about it, so I think you know what what I really think it is, you know, she had this beef with Remy, and you know, Remy and Cardi B are both from the Bronx. And I think that Cardi B, I don't Cardi B is not really picking sides. She's not, she's just out here having fun and making her music or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she's not really picking sides, but I think she kind of did, did that as a dig to Remy. Cause I don't think Cardi B knew that she was going to be on the song. So yeah. So, so Cardi, so you're saying Cardi B didn't know that Nicki Minaj was going to be on the motorsport song. Right. Right. Okay. So I, I think it was kind of maybe like a, a, a dig at Remy to say I'm on, a, I'm on a, this hot song with, you know, your Bronx girl or whatever. I think, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Cause I, I know you're making stuff up now. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be Don't sounding lie. good though. It'd be sounding good. Sometimes the alternative facts. <laughs> be alternative facts. <laughs> like, like what? I I don't know about this. What part of the story is this? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not the information. <laughs> the part I made up. It sounds it sounds good. But no, I think I think Ooh. that's what it. I think that's kind of what it was. Um. That she did, Cardi didn't know she was gonna be on a song or whatever, but I don't know if there's like some real underlying shit, you know, with that. What's but I don't know. Yeah. I don't give a shit. All right. <laughs> so moving on. Okay, so one more thing I wanted to kind of talk about. Not really, but okay, so Chloe Kardashian had her baby girl mm -hmm. with Tristan Thompson. Um aka community penis. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. He is slanging that thing. He is slanging it. All over the place. Look, everybody has the right to live their best life. Fortunately, unfortunately, he thinks that that is his best life. So, I mean, you know, I look in the words of my um, late great grandmother, like how you get them is how you keep them. So, mm -hmm. yep. <sighs> you know, and supposedly one of the women um, that he was caught with um, is supposedly pregnant now, too. Oh, goody. Yeah. So that's nice. They can all be sister wives and you know? raise their kids. <laughs> did um, you ever watch Big Love? Or yes, I did. Did. When they had yes, all those houses and they shared the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. You know, I had a nerd. That was like one of those shows you sit down and be like, why am I watching this? But I watched right. seasons of it. Me too. But I, it was off the air. Yeah. I didn't like the way it ended, though. It I was corny. The way it ended, but it was um, real corny. Yeah. And then what did he like? Did he own a hardware store? Or something it was like yeah, some regular everyday job and he passed i think that actor passed away the, oh did it yeah the the one okay. that played bill is it bill paxton i think he passed away oh yeah. Mm -hmm. but that was a, yeah i did watch that show but you're right they can all get together and be wifey 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 one two and three and four and whatever just hey look I, you know what i think kardashian should go down in history because I don't know if there's ever been another white family that has successfully turned their family from white to black. <laughs> but, but are they really black or are they just, they've, they've misappropriated. Their kids and... are, I mean, their kids are black. Oh, like, this is them, true. All of them have black kids. <laughs> yes. Except for uh, the oldest for one. Courtney. Uh, what's yeah. uh, God damn it. It's is Courtney. Courtney? Is it Courtney? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All of them have black kids. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> like name another family that has done that. Another Ooh, on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that is so true. 
All of them. Man, I hope they have somebody over there to know how to do hair and, and condition and grease them scalps because it's mm. a moment in black history. Is it black it history? It sure is. So <laughs> mm, what? But I, I don't know. Just words for Chloe. Like, I don't know. Just you you know how you got them. Just yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know how y'all do. Yeah. And and I and he was getting a lot of slack for it. <laughs> I, I he was I don't know I you know what I don't even want to yeah <laughs> there was this thing on Twitter um trending and they were uh, was it Twitter or Instagram I don't know but they were all in his mentions saying dumb stuff like um I hope you um what they say? just like dumb stuff like uh, I don't know what they saying oh like I I hope your car runs out of gas every time you get in like they like little dumb stuff like that <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and he was i guess he was in the birthing room with her that must have been uh can you imagine though i it just like it's it's bad enough you get cheated on mm-hmm. but then how how much worse is it worse is it when the entire world knows in this videotape and everybody it's terrible i'm not laughing because I, I that that's a hurt piece but god damn he it was all over it was terrible. And I, I think I would have more sympathy for her if I didn't have a lot of disdain for them and how they do people and how they do black women yeah. and how they do black men. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I don't have any kind of sympathy for her at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Because she, um, when she, she was friends with, uh, with Trina, when Trina was dating um, a French, Monta- French Montana. And Trina. Then, Trina from well, Miami. Miami. Trina. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was dating on French Montana, and then Chloe took her from French Montana. I mean, took her from her. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have a history. They have a, a low down history. That's why I don't have any friends. Any friends because they they are always scheming on their friends. I think they they really have the purpose of having black women friends is to get into the black closer to the black man because mm-hmm. it just they they have a pattern. I, I know I know some women like that. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. In, anyways. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Any, moving on. Moving on. Um, okay, so w- anything else you want to talk about? Where you, this is kind of it's kind of the ratchet moment, but but not really. Um, yeah, I I want to talk about. This is like disrespectful. This is a a a, a moment in white disres- disrespectfulness. Mm-hmm. So Taylor Swift, we all know she is like the epitome of a mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> wait, they call her wait. They call her um, a, a a soft boiled ostrich egg. <laughs> <laughs> she has decided to take it upon her lily white self mm-hmm. and remake the elements. Earth, Wind, and Fires, September. Mm. Mm. So I clicked oh, yeah. on it to listen to it. I, I listened to like maybe a second of it. It is. I would. I, I dare not. <laughs> it is the equivalent of a potluck consisting of box macaroni and cheese, <laughs> potato salad with raisins, walnuts, and apples, and mayonnaise sandwiches. It is. It is the whitest shit ever. How do you fucking take that song and make it white as shit? <sighs> terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. It's like, who told her to do that? Right. Who? 
Who authorized that? Who on who on the Earth, Wind, and Fire's camp? Who who authorized like who right. gave the green light allowed that? And I'm I'm hoping they they do own their masters. I'm I'm hoping that they do. I I, I don't even know. I didn't even go dig that deep in the story, but how disrespectful! Just Very disrespectful. just disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. I just all right. I can't even. I didn't even. You know, I didn't even want to lend my ears to anything. So subversive <laughs> ridiculous yeah don't even waste your time don't even waste your time i saved it, it i saved it anyway okay. taylor um all right so moving on um i want oh, oh, to hold on hold okay on. Yes. sorry sorry and other white people news <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what is it? White people news about so Rachel Dolezal, mm-hmm. who changed her name to Nzinga, I think. I don't know the African <laughs> name she changed it to. I'm gonna say Nzinga for the purpose of the story. She's now a hair braider. Stop it. <laughs> She's now an African hair braider, and you can currently find her on the corner of 125th and 7th Avenue. <laughs> you need your time. hair braid. You need your hair braid. Brady Meese. Brady Meese. <laughs> What the fuck is going on, man? What is going on? I feel like I I I don't even have any words. Like I mean, for real. Like what's what's her braid game like though? Have you seen what's her what's her Instagram? I I saw a picture. I mean, it didn't look that bad. It didn't look that bad. Twisting all of that. (laughs) She (laughs) doing. However, I I don't know. Mm. All right, I just you know I wonder if that is because I mean I I saw um you know, one of those little documentaries or whatever, but like she, like this went way past applying for a job. You know what I'm saying? A potato job. Like she believes. I, and mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm I'm like intrigued by that. Like what caused this white woman who was outed by her parents? You remember that when they were like, <laughs> like, wait a minute, this bitch is not black. <laughs> not only is she white, she is blonde hair, blue eye white. <laughs> Not only, <laughs> I, I just I'm like, what happened to her? She is Scandinavian white. I don't know. Right? I, just, I don't Icelandic. understand. <laughs> Norwegian. <laughs> Bitch is Irish. <laughs> she tried it though. She tried it, mm. and she got free advertising all over because everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about her. Jeez. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Um, anyway. Okay. So moving on, we have. Uh, let's bring it to a woke minute. I do want to talk about the two black gentlemen who were arrested at the Starbucks um, mm-hmm. earlier last week. Did you hear mm-hmm. about that? Where I they did, were I did. two black real estate agents mm-hmm. who were said to have been waiting on a third person and they were waiting um they were doing business at a starbucks which you know i guess we all were doing um and they were and it sounds like the manager called the police basically we got two black men here that uh look like they shouldn't be here and they were handcuffed arrested and were walked out quote unquote peacefully mm-hmm. um i don't know if you saw the videotape of it but you could hear there was there was a white guy that was standing there and you could hear somebody in the background, you know, basically questioning the police. You know, what did they do? Like, what you know, the complaining. I'm like that. 
I want to talk to that guy who, you know, who was saying, you know, what, what did he do? He's asking the police. I'm like something, something that we probably could not do on that level. I mean, you mm-hmm. had this white guy got up into the police officer's face. Like, I don't understand. What did he do? He's doing what we were doing. Stayed sitting here. Like what, what's going on? I don't understand. Um, so Starbucks has released an apology, a quote unquote apology. Cause I, not in it. Did I ever read an apology? What they basically said is, we're going to learn what we need to do so that we can continue getting y'all's dollar. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much. Like, tell us what we, we going to tell us what we need to do. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to see another day in, in, in your pockets. Um, so what do you think about that? What do you, you know, I, 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 when I looked at the video and you could see clearly, you know, the two black men, one guy had looked like twists in his hair, you know, um, and, you know, and they were dressed very casually, you know, I'm just like, but this is, and I, where did this happen? Do you, did you remember where, where they were? It's in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. So mm-hmm. very casual. Um, I was just, I was kind of taken aback by how quiet and peaceful they went out. Like, this is really happening. Like we got cameras on it. This is, this is really going on. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about this whole thing? You know, at any time that could have been me. Because mm-hmm. as a real estate agent in New York, I have done many uh, m- meetings <laughs> at Starbucks. Come and to I have my posted office. Up in- <laughs> Come to my office. <laughs> I have met with many clients. I've done lease signings. I've actually posted up in, in Starbucks for hours doing work sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. some, you know, even though it's a busy place, you know, so it could, it could be me. And it, I think this country over and over again just shows you that it's illegal to be black. Yep. It's, it's 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 illegal to be black. And we've been shown that so many times. It's nothing that you can do that will not cause you not to be arrested. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely it, agree. Two men. I don't I, it doesn't matter, even matter how you're dressed. <clears throat> you know, um, if there if there is a, a, a reason to be arrested, white folks will find it. Because yeah. I'm still trying, you know, then they, you know, wanted to make a big deal. Well, they were let go peacefully, you know, all like 5 a.m. in the morning the next day. Right. Well, probably, lo- probably lost out on their deal, losing money. Mm-hmm. And you get arrested. This, this, and I'm and I'm so surprised that it happened in Philly. You know, I would like to think that Philly's a little a little progressive when it comes to certain things. Yeah, that's a black know. and shit city, so I, I, you know, but but that's Starbucks. You know, I don't even drink Starbucks. Like seriously, I don't even patronize the place in terms of I don't buy anything from there. Um, do you think we should boycott? You think we should get out there with picket signs? <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, well, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't frequent Starbucks really. Um, they're really overpriced, and their bathrooms are really nasty. Mm-hmm, for I these, agree. For these coffees, the cost five dollars. Why can't you get somebody to fucking clean the bathroom? They're disgusting. But but um, am I gonna boycott? I I don't know. I'm not gonna boycott. You know how I feel about that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly the the COO has a has like you said issued a statement, I, and I think he's actually meeting with the two gentlemen that got arrested. He's meeting with them personally, and I believe the manager was fired. That I read that the manager I did, was fired. I did read that. Mm-hmm. But, but I also read that the manager was just transferred to another store. So I'm not sure which story is true. Uh, probably the latter. Probably he was just transferred or she was just transferred. But um, when I, every time I've gone into a Starbucks, I've never really had any issues um, at Starbucks, but that doesn't mean anything. So I don't, I don't, I don't think this warrants a boycott in my opinion. Um, 
But I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I think it's easy for me to just not continue to passionize them. Um, I thought the apology, the Starbucks apology that they published was um, inadequate, you know, mm -hmm. because it, it kind of just kind of glossed over like, I mean, other than then the police could not articulate why they were being arrested other than you mean a phone call from the manager at a Starbucks who says, OK, these these guys. Look, I don't know what he said, but I mean, what could you say that would cause him to? Yeah, yeah, because I've been in Starbucks and I've seen people sitting there not doing shit, not ordering nothing, mm -hmm. just sitting there talking to their friends. I've I've seen it all the time down in I'm in New York. I, you go to the one on um and you swear offices there <laughs> set up straight up offices. I know I have done it. <laughs> I, because it there's a Starbucks every every three blocks is a Starbucks. It's very easy to to make them your office, your you know your temporary office. So, um, it wasn't warranted. Yeah, and, I mean this yeah. is this this the world we live in though. Like you think you can go, you think everything is good. You can go into Starbucks and just get your coffee. Everything good. Mm -hmm. You can just post up. No, 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 no. no. You no. gotta remember, like we live we live in Trump era. This is this is how this is what they do. You know, we've we've in, you know, emboldened the um, you know, the the undercover racists, you know, that mm -hmm. did not have a platform. Mm -hmm. You know, that now they now they have a platform. So, you know, you can get on the phone and say, We got some people here and they trespass. You mean your business is open and and you're you have patrons in there and they're spending money, but you got two individuals who are probably the only black ones in there and they're trespassing. <laughs> And your call can lead to an arrest. Get up out of here! But mm -hmm. that's the world that we live in. That's 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 where we are. So, but my 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 question that I have now is, what did they say to these gentlemen before they called the police? Like, did probably you nothing? You know, they probably what you mean? They probably didn't say anything. They probably just got on the phone and called the police because they said it was it was trespassing. That was the phone call made to the police that these these men were trespassing during normal business hours, uh, mind mm -hmm. you. But um. You know, we can sit here and go back and forth as to why. I'm just like, it's 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 out and out racism. And I I really wish that Starbucks had a kind of taken that stance. Like, there is no excuse. You know, that we're learning from this incident and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, what are you learning? That that you got some racist ass people that work for you and this brought and that reflects on a racist ass company. That's that's what what you gotta learn about that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's it's racism. So I look. I get a little too tired. It's like this is this is the part that we heard. It made national news. You know, this shit probably goes on all day, every day. You know, I um I remember going into a restaurant in DC. At DC, you know, a very progressive place, but it was, you know, a, a couple of it was very crowded. And I just remember it was me and a couple of girlfriends and sitting at the table in the corner. You know, mind you, it's very loud. It's after work. Everybody's laughing or whatever. Do you know the manager had a nerve to come over and say, um, <laughs> um if you got if you ladies could keep it down a little bit because um, uh, you know, it's bothering the other patrons. And I'm telling you, first of all, they had a piano play. Somebody was in there playing honky tonk on the piano. <laughs> there's there's all you know, white guys drinking, so you know they're loud. Everybody's mm -hmm. in there is it's it's a high pitch, but he he singled us out. Mm -hmm. Then he took away one of my friend's seats, you know. Oh, they needed for it. So he took away we were all at the high top table took away her her seat so that she's sitting basically on a regular size chair at a high top table. It was it was ridiculous. What? I 
I, I wish I can remember the name of the place. I can't even, I can't even remember the name of this place, but um, obviously, and I had a very long talk with the manager and, you know, we, I try not to go out there um, breaking all the glasses. <laughs> I was like, I am not, I am not going to be sister soldier up in here and start breaking up shit. Cause that's exactly what they want me to do. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will be out of here and write my little well Yelp uh, review. I can't remember the name of the place, but it was just, it was just so uninviting. You know, it was obviously mm-hmm. it was like, we don't want y'all here. Yes, we, we're, we don't want y'all here. Black girls in the corner, y'all gotta go. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I remember that, and, you know, and I'm sure it's, it's happened to me quite a few times in my life where obviously my, my skin complexion, my, my color is, is a problem and makes mm-hmm. that other person feel uncomfortable, you know, and they, they do try mm-hmm. to do something about it. So this is unfortunate, but look, you know, this is, this is the era that we live in still to this day. To this day. Yeah. Yep. So moving moving on, I know you had something you wanted to touch on. Yeah, there's a there's um I don't know it, again I'm, I live in New York, so I, I have a lot of stories that are from New York, and um there were a couple of stories that kind of just kind of touched me um, over the past couple of days. So um, I guess it was like within the last maybe week or two, there was an attorney, um, David Buckle. Um, mm-hmm. He was a champion for gay rights. Um, he actually, if you remember some years ago, there was a case in Nebraska where a transgender man was was murdered. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, this guy, David Buckle, he was the lead attorney in this case. It was Brandon versus the county of Richardson, where the uh, Nebraska County Sheriff was found liable for failing to protect uh, Brandon teens. And this story actually became a movie called Boys Don't Cry. Yes. And um, yeah. Yep. It was starring Hillary Swank. Yep. So David. Mm-hmm. Yep. David Buckle was the lead attorney in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the, the, la- the latter part of his career, he switched his um, his energies to uh, to pollution, um, mm-hmm. fighting like, you know, p- you know, air pollution. So he committed suicide. Um, and in the, the suicide note, he, he alluded in the note that he killed himself by self emulation with fossil fuels and protest to pollution. So he set himself on fire as a sacrifice in Prospect Park. Now suicide, I don't, I've, I'm passionate about a lot of things, Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of black shit. I'm very passionate. I can talk days about (laughs) black shit, shit. (laughs) all that black shit. That's me. I'm very passionate about it. Um, and what I give my life, for for certain situations, I definitely would. I I believe so. If 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 it came down to it, I think I would. However, death by fire? No, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I don't even want to get burned by a flat iron. Like what? What? Set your whole body on fire? He set himself on fire. For pollution. Mm. For pollution. Mm. That is there's there's a lot of easier ways to go. Um, but he left a suicide note on um, on like a nearby um, shopping cart, and then he also sent out like a press release. I, I call it a press release, but he sent out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he emailed like a letter to different press outlets. So that's a press release, right? I guess um, sure is. Yeah, or an yeah. obituary that <laughs> you write yourself. <laughs> right. It's not funny, but I know. He, um, <laughs> This is whoa. Why do we always laugh through the woke moments? Oh, no, because you trifling sometimes. <laughs> I mean, 
this is the ratchet okay. boat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, right. so he was very passionate about it. So that, that happened um, over the past couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so, you know, that was on the tongues of a lot of people, but also um, on another note, there mm. was a, um, a woman, a body of a, a woman, this member woman was found in Canarsie Park. Um, her name was Brandy Odom mm. and her torso was found first. And then her other parts of her limbs were found in bags around the park. Um, we don't really have any details about what happened. Um, her family says that she may have been visiting some family that lived around that park. Um, but we, we don't really know what happened, um, who yeah. killed her or I don't know. There's some sketchy stuff about it. Not too many facts, but what I did read, you know, there's not much information about it. And it seems as if she was kind of distant from her family because they said they don't really talk to her that often. And she moved out when she was like 17, mm. kind of moved around and no one really kept in, in constant contact with her. So we don't really know what, what's going on. So I'm going to be watching this story because that's yeah. really sadistic, you know. Very much so. And yeah. She's a beautiful chocolate sister. So rest in peace. I, mm-hmm. I was looking at her pictures and man it's the world it's the world mm. that we live in absolutely crazy mm. okay well yeah um i did yes. want to touch on um syria are you keeping up with you i, I know you're not el political me neither like some of the stuff i'd be like oh this is this is like it's just too much it's way, way way much but um i am paying attention to our response in syria so do you, do you know how, uh, okay so Basically, um, you know, we've we've just done an airstrike on Syria. So Syria, as you may know, is involved in a civil war. Um, so it's the the head guy over there is Bashir Assad, mm-hmm. and he's basically killing his own people with with chemicals, you know, some sort of nerve gas because during the civil war. Um, so I think last year we we actually sent missiles over there last year and. Um, you know, Trump has been at this number 45 has been at this place, you know, we, we might bomb, we might not, whatever, the, whatever the response is. So inevitably we did, we, they um, put something in the air over there and we, we went over there and we bombed again. So um, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. My thought here is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand the background of Assad, who is the ruling guy over there and then they have the rebel rebel group so really we've and not we but there's a there's a divide so you have those that are for Assad who is the ruling and namely Russia um, and then you have those who are for these rebel groups um, who don't like the government don't like the governmental regime um, and the government has honestly over there been responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths um, but what are they fighting for I don't really understand it I don't really know um, but I know that we have now dug ourselves um, in the middle of this this war that's going on. So, um, you know, we've sent a bomb now. Uh, Russia said it would avenge um, any U.S. strike on Syria. So we are now at that precipice of we did it. Now what? Um, Which is so- interesting because uh, mm-hmm. of the ties that Trump has to has with Russia. Yeah, so it, it's it's a very sticky it's a it's a very sticky situation. It's, it doesn't you know you kind of have to follow like okay well you know what side are we on from day to day because it kind of change to me it kind of changes up um, 
And our military action, you know, and I think that that warrants the conversation really is our military action could have very, you know, wide ramifications. You know, are we provoking Putin? You know, are we provoking Russia? You know, there's this whole, um, you know, race to uh, for chemical war, biochemical warfare and, um, you know, other weapons of mass destruction. It's a whole nother conversation. So what are we doing? Are we we we've now sent this airstrike. Um, what's to happen next? And, you know, I, I think this warrants just a just a conversation. I was talking to my sister, one of one of my sisters a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about preparedness and it came from I'm all over the place, but I'm, I'm going to get to where I'm talking about. So we were talking about The Walking Dead. Do you watch The Walking Dead? No, I don't. Okay, I don't watch The Walking Dead. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I do, I'm not a I, I'm, I want to watch it. I got my my um fire stick, so it'll be part of my repertoire eventually, <laughs> right? But um, she said, you know, that show has been the number one catalyst for her preparing for the end times because it's actually showing you, you know, how to prepare for if we were, um, you know, if we were to go to war, we would we were to be attacked, you mm-hmm. know, and what what's our game plan? And it and it caused me to really start thinking, you know, like I have. I have another friend of mine. I don't know if I told you this. And, you know, we were talking about just that preparedness for what would happen if, you know, this became a war zone or we were in the middle of some sort of attack. What would we do? Um, We need a game plan. She said her family has set up. Basically, they have bought those because I was like, girl, what do you mean? Like the like the garbage can? She was like, no, like those big. Um, storage units that you see on the trains, you know, like you you see trains and they're 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 going through the city and you see these big storage boxes. She said they have six of them across the country and they're buried underground and it has supplies for their entire family. Like a bunker? Like a bunker. So what so the next plan, you know, obviously they they have some money to come up with this. So they have it from the east coast to the west coast. It's buried, you know, and the family knows the coordinates of where they are. So mm-hmm. the next step for them is to build self-sustainable homes over these bunkers. What? Yes. So <laughs> it, with 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 water and some sort of electricity, like it it it, it blew my mind. Now, mind you, I'm when I, I'm talking to her, she's a a Latino woman married to a white man. I was gonna ask that, but yeah. I didn't want to ask I, it. But I know, and and this is what, but I'm listening in awe, and I'm like, they actually plan this shit, like the mm-hmm. whole, so the whole family has maps. They mapped it. I'm like, who thought of this? She's like, you know, my family's kind of crazy, but this is this is their way of preparing if things go left. Mm-hmm. So, I, and so I'm bringing that mm-hmm. back to, you know, we are we're we're listening to what is going on in Syria. We don't really understand, and we, you know, for me, like I don't really know, but. I'm looking at the actions of number 45 and it's kind of like, okay, what's the, what's the plan? If we go over there and we bomb, what's the long-term strategy? Because we can't like bomb our way out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, these people, you know, all due respect, that's a serious issue. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's Syrians against Syrians for whatever reason that they have. So us coming in there and saying, don't use chemical weapons, but we're gonna bomb you so that you won't use chemical weapons is is to me so stupid. So it's um, a, so there there has to be an underlying reason why we're there. We yeah. have to have some sort of vested interest that maybe that we don't know about, but you know all the places that we've ever invaded or uh, intervened into their you know um, national 
you know, whatever's going on in their country. We've always, there was always a reason why we were there. Yeah. Always. Well, and I think you know, what they, one of them is a show of power, you know, like, I mean, we, we have a stronghold there as well as Russia. So it's, it's a show of power if they're using chemical weapons and we're saying, you know, we want everybody don't, don't do that. So I, I think that's, that is a, that's a part of it. You know, it's a, it's a penis fight. It's a sword fight. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, we always engage in that. Um, but you're right. I think there are, there's, there is a lot more to this or, or maybe it's just not, maybe it's just despot against despot. And that's, that's what's going on, you know? Um, but I'm watching it with my side eye because I'm like, you know, we, now that we've responded now, what? You know, mm-hmm. and you get you, you know, somebody you get people. I mean, I was looking at this. I'm like, so they are they're using chemical weapons. And in order to in order to even do that, in order to even transport that, I mean, you're you're talking about it's coming out from outside of their country, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who is who's supplying that? So if, if it's Russia that's doing it, what's the, what is Russia's purpose um, to put or keep Assad in office. What is what's the ramification of that? I mean, it's, there's there's so many avenues of this, and I'm like, why why are we even there? And now mm-hmm. that we now that we bombed them again, um, which I also think it kind of diverts from the whole, you know, uh, uh, tr- number 45's troubles with his, you know, the former lawyer legal troubles. I think that kind of we're taking the spotlight off of that, talking about what's going on in Syria, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm watching this because, and I think that we all should um, watch what's going on here. Cause this is, I think it's a microcosm for what's, you know, what's going to happen or what, what may happen down the line. So I think we do need to be more prepared than we are um, mm-hmm. and to just kind of listen to this and say, well, you know, it's, it's serious problem. Cause it's our problem now. We didn't went over there and, and, and did yeah. an airstrike. So, mm-hmm. it's so up. We, yep. we have made it our problem. So that's it. I just wanted to to touch on that and and keep the line of communication open about that because I think this is this is not the last time, you know, obviously that we're gonna hear about we're here about that. We we are there now. We are we're basically at war there. Mm-hmm. Period. So um okay, did you um I had something else, but go ahead. I'm I'm listening to you. What you got? What you got? What you got over there? Well, I just I, I wanted to touch on um Mr. Kendrick Lamar, hmm. who uh, took home the elusive honor of winning a Pulitzer Prize for music. Wow. For wow. rap music. Wow. Okay. Another black as shit person. So do you understand? <laughs> Another first. He is the first rapper to win the award wow. since the Pulitzer Prize was expanded to um, the the genre of music. That was back mm-hmm. in 1943. Um, and, but he is also let quote the first winner who is not a classical or jazz musician. So I am just, I'm telling you, I'm, I woke up like this. I woke up black and I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> of all the crazy shit that's going on. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, so to yeah. quote Dana Kennedy, who is the administrator of the prizes, she said, uh, we are very proud of this selection. It means that the jury and the board judging system worked as it's supposed to which is the best work was awarded a Pulitzer prize. So I just, I just love, I love this. Like, mm-hmm. do you understand like hip hop um, is, is, is going to be looked at in just a completely different way. Like this yeah. is, this is a big moment for hip hop, for music. Um, 
a big moment for uh, Pulitzer Prizes. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he's he's very deserving of it. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a huge Kendrick fan, huge Kendrick fan. And his body of work, he's only been out, I don't maybe like three or four years. Great. Yeah. And every album that he's put out has been like monumental in my eyes. Uh, very monumental from the production yeah. to um to the lyrics, um girl to the format of his album. Like it's it, it, he's on a, a totally different level, totally different level, and he's black as shit, like mm-hmm. unapologetically black, and I loved it. I, I, love I absolutely it. loved you know, it. I made my son study the lyrics to loyalty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. <laughs> okay, quarter piece got warrant inside my DNA. You gotta teach the baby, man. Because you, you, truth. you have to be so intentional with your kids on teaching them how to be be being proud to be black because there's mm-hmm. so much that's out there that's telling them the exact opposite. Yep. You have to be very intentional with try to try to uh, chitlin and collard green your blackness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for real try to hog more your blackness like mm-hmm. come in here with this so yes i i actually like broke down the lyrics for him mm-hmm. um, to understand because i'm like this shit resonates it's so deep he reminds me you know like you know okay so let's deep rappers Nas, Nas is one you can listen to right now, and it's like, man, I have to decipher this puzzle because he said some some mm-hmm. deep shit 10, 15 years ago. Um, Ghostface is another mm-hmm. one. Yes, I love Ghostface. Where yes, you just you're favorites. like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to decipher this a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, Raekwon, same thing. I, I just that deep. You you need this. You need this knowledge, and you need it's like a brain workout. Like you, mm-hmm. you physically, you feel like I've just put my brain on a treadmill because. It's 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 so many messages. So I'm I feel like Kendrick has really picked up that baton and like ran with it. He know? really did because his music is like not necessarily like the style of his music because it's his style is very very West Coast which I I love. But you know back in the '90s, like in the early '90s, there were so many different types of hip hop that was out. You had like your gangster hip hop from mm-hmm. West Coast. You had your your um. Like your down south shit, like from Miami, you had your um your conscious hip hop that was like, mm-hmm. and he reminds me of that conscious where it was like poor righteous teachers and yeah, um, and who else was it? Um, um, man, I'm drawing a blank. Um, back in the day, Pete Rock and Sil- yeah, right. Can like all of them? They had like messages in their in their hip hop. They had messages that you can mm-hmm. actually think about, like you know, Gangstar. They all had like this upliftment and black power and yep, being KRS one. Yeah, yeah. And so he's reminiscent of that time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so in love with him. I was a I was a slow learner for Kendrick. You know, I was like, I don't know this kid. I but was, um, I've been yeah. to his shows by myself. I know you I know you have. <laughs> I know you have. Um, but he is just so totally deserving of this. And not like we needed he needed a Pulitzer to be great in what he does, but this just like to me is like it puts it puts some icing on this. So it's a beautiful moment in hip hop and I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Mama's so proud of the baby. Mm-hmm. He's very like deserving of it. Is he 24, 25, something? Um, I think he's posted to like maybe 27, 28, I think. Girl, I don't know. You're giving yeah. him extra years. We have to see. But okay. So I'm very... <laughs> I, very. Look, you're you going to stop second guessing what I say. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I don't know, girl. He's 21. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, you're right. You're right. I will. Okay. So um, anything else before we get into the infamous dick minute? <laughs> um, no, but we can get into the dick minute. We can always glide into the dick minute. So you had a question, correct? Yeah, I had a question. So my question is to all of my women and my men, if you... <laughs> if you like this kind of thing do you how do you feel about getting dick pics pictures of dicks oh lord 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 so okay here is my my take on this and it's it's funny that you asked this because i i am i'm i'm dealing with the effects of an unsolicited dick pic right now so mm-hmm. i'll give you the back around the story so this guy that i was kind you know kind of conversing with um not you know not really not really i mean we just uh, i don't even think we had went out on a date we were just more just talking so and i remember the conversation we were tech and we you know he's a text message terrorist so he had terrorized me with text all day long so anyway he's talking via text and we're talking about like our day and you know just small talk and then out of nowhere i get a big Peen announcement <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I'm like, so I was, I, you know, and I, I didn't know. At first of all, I was like, maybe, it, I mean, maybe this is not for me. Like, I didn't understand it because it, it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, my, my bewilderment turned into, I was to offense. I was offended. I was mm-hmm. so offended. I stopped talking because he first, I mean, he and he kind of worked his way up to it. I mean, after that, he, he sent the dick pic and then it was some other pictures. I mean, clearly, you know, he's, he's trying to test the waters to see if I'm open. But I was so offended because we were not talking about, I mean, we were talking about our, our kids and, and mm-hmm. you know, how your day going. And I'm like, this big old dick. Now, mind you, it was a, it was a nice specimen. <laughs> but it, to me, it, it was unwarranted. I did not ask. I didn't want to know. And honestly, it it, it kind of turned me off. Like from mm-hmm. that point, I was like, I can't even mess with him because I, I didn't think he was the nice guy that I thought he was. Because mm-hmm. so then I'm then, you know, me being detail oriented, I'm like, okay, so it's the middle of the day, but the dick pic obviously was taken at night. So this is some shit he had on his phone. Right. <laughs> saved, mm-hmm. saved up on the on the on the Android. Mm-hmm. And you Send me your gratuitous dick pic. I was so, I was just, I was upset. I was upset. Um, and I even voiced it to him. Like I, I, I played it off and um, I didn't talk to him for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's sending me text messages. Obviously he, did, he didn't even, he didn't even mention the, 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 the dick pic. But I, like I said, I was, I was offended. I was just, I was offended. Had it been somebody that I was like, you know, okay, I'm with it. You with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is nice like ooh, you know when i'm gonna mm-hmm. get some of that it wasn't it wasn't that i was turned off i really was not by the dick itself just the fact that how he thought it was it. okay mm-hmm. yeah just, you don't know what i was doing you know where i was at i didn't ask for that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i i am I, I i i love looking at dicks i can't even front i do mm-hmm. like looking at dicks i don't mind a, a good dick pic from the right person so um, and I don't really, I don't really communicate with this person anymore because of, because of this very thing, because we would have 
a lovely text conversation about whatever to be a, a deep conversation. And then this guy loves to send pictures. I've never seen a guy who likes to send pictures of himself. I don't know how many pictures he has of himself, but he sent me a lot. So it would always start with like a face pick and then it'd be another face pick and then another face pick. And then it'll be a pick with my shirt open. And then it'll be a pick with my pants open. And then it'll be a pick with my dick. Count. And after it was annoying because I always knew when the conversation was turning. So the last go. time we, here we go. And so the last time this happened, I'm like, why do you always do that? Why do you always do that? I'm like, do you have like a sex addiction or something? Do you just have to show your dick? Yeah, voyeurism. And they, they, yeah. they do have a bit of voyeurism in them. That, that, that's where it comes from. So let me just, uh, let me, because I found the text that I sent him after I got the dick pic. So I just have to read mm -hmm. this. I said, name, the dick pic you sent me last night was unsolicited, unwelcomed, and disrespectful. I'm writing it like I'm writing a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I understand that in this age of online dating and social media, it's a common occurrence. And obviously to you, it's not a big deal. But for me as a woman who has to constantly sift through all kinds of craziness with online dating and social media in general, it speaks volumes about the person I choose to spend my time with and get to know. Truthfully, I don't even know you and you don't even know me. But I thought there was something there that I would want to get to know better. Instead, you put yourself in a category of most guys I meet online. No bueno. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was very eloquent. I would have been like, nigga, what the fuck is you doing? Send me that bullshit. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and, and, and his response was, I'm sorry, I just got caught in a moment. I'm better than that. What moment? What moment? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? What moment? There was what? no moment. Oh, uh, oh, uh, and, and believe me, I like a good uh, look. I like a good dick picture. Like, mm -hmm. we, we, we there. Like, look, we might yeah. turn it off on some shit, but don't. I just, I don't know. I maybe I just, I needed, I needed him to work that moment. Like, don't just put it out there. Like, he put it out there. I'm. Uh. It's very like it's very hoish of them. It's like whole like tendencies. You know, they <laughs> men are always. He's a whore. He's a whore. Like men are are so quick to to, to point out the behaviors of women that they 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 deem as whorish. What about the shit y'all do? That's whorish. You know, that's whole, very whorish. The whole playbook. So yeah, just <sighs> I don't know. There's there's a moment for it. There's a time and a place for it. But that just that just was not the time and place for it. Yeah. And like I said, it obviously we talking in the daytime, and nigga, your dick is in a bat is in a nighttime background. So what is <laughs> telling me? Right. <laughs> and then you, you also have to send a warning, like this is not safe for work, or you know, I'm about to something. send you something illicit because you don't mm -hmm. know who who could be around you. Be like, want to see something? <laughs> Yeah, you gotta warn a system, warn a bitch first. <laughs> so yeah, that that um. Mm. I got, I got uh, so I have a 404 number. I lived in Atlanta maybe a year. And um, anyone that any number I know that's coming from 404 or Georgia, it's, it has to be a wrong number because all the people that I knew while I lived in Georgia, they weren't from Georgia. They had, you know, numbers mm -hmm. from all over. So anyway, so one early morning, I get, I open it, it's a dick. 
And I'm like, I don't recognize this number. This was the ugliest dick I have ever seen in my life. I wish I, think I you might have said, did you save it? I think you might have sent it or something. I, to me. I, I think I did send it. I sent it to quite a few people. This shit looked diseased. <laughs> so nasty. And then he had the nerve to say, I said, so I responded back. I said, I think you. Then you responded back. I was like, I think you sent this to the wrong person, wrong number. And then he was like, um, uh, I have a question for you. No, nigga, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you about to ask me, but I don't care. <laughs> but I, I know he was probably going to ask me, is my dick big? What you think? <laughs> if you really want to know, sir, if you're listening, <laughs> this shit was ugly. And if anyone gives you pussy, be happy and be thankful. <laughs> that shit was ugly. Praise him. You got sympathy pussy. <laughs> Pity pussy. Oh, Lord. Those don't count, though. If you ever given up your pussy... And pity, it doesn't count. So you can take that off your list. I agree. Mm-hmm. Erase <laughs> that shit, bitch. Erase it. Erase it. Don't count. It does not count. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so moving on. Um, I think we are at the part of the show where we have a reminisce moment. I don't have a reminisce. Do you? I do have a reminisce. Yay. And this is kind of falling in line of like the year of the woman. Like we have so many strong, powerful women are just like doing this shit. So I'm rewinding this back to, I guess it was like maybe the late 80s, early 90s, uh, when MC Light was at her heyday. Oh, yeah. I loved MC Light. Yes. What? Man. Yes. I loved MC Light. Yes. She had the door knocker. She had like the um, the asymmetrical stack cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her. She had a flow. She was back with the, with the with the sweatsuits, the um, the tracksuits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my reminisce song is Cha Cha Cha. That Ooh. was my shit. Like, I used to I'm the dopest female that you heard thus far, and I do get better. Let me tell you, I wrote down all the lyrics of this song. I used Man. to do that religiously. That's yes, right. I love like she actually was on a tour. Um, the the ladies of hip hop, the old school ladies of hip hop, I think they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came to Atlanta like a couple weeks ago. And really, I, yeah, yeah, it was her, um, Nikki D, um, Yo Yo. Rod Digger, um, Remy. Oh, wow. Um, who else? Uh, Mia X was there. They had a, a pretty, a pretty decent roster. And I, I said, I was not gonna go to any grown and sexy shit because you know how to do grown and sexy shit. <laughs> I just said, even though grown and sexy is dead, I know you told me. <laughs> I hate it. I hate. It. I get all hype and I get there and I'm like, oh. but I did say this would be my last like foray into you know grown and sexy shit so when they do have their next tour dates i'm definitely gonna go because um i definitely want to see mc like that was my shit that's my homegirl i love her i feel like i know her but i don't (laughs) (laughs) but i don't did Um, she recently get married she recently recently got married i was surprised yes well you know we all we all can turn over a new leaf (laughs) i was surprised but okay (laughs) you know you know somebody that loves us at the end of the day, we just want somebody to love us. That's mm-hmm. it. But anyway, well, yeah. so 
Yep, that's my uh, my back in the day uh, reminisce song. MC Lot, cha cha cha. Mm, yeah, that was that was I, I I I'm just I was such an MC Light fan back in the day. And really there was nobody that was ruling it like she was. Like yeah. there was nobody I can't I, I mean uh, her contemporaries that was as hard as she was. And wasn't her brother's was it the audio too? Yeah, audio, audio too. I got a brother and his name is Gizmo. Yes, yeah, so yeah. um that was mm-hmm. a, that was a good that was a great a great time in hip hop and she really was she was that that strong black woman and she had beats I remember her um well no this is your this is your pay it's your but paper thin was my song mm-hmm. yeah that that was that was my shit I have a um a funny little story about paper thin and then we got to go so you you know you know my family right you you know my uncle right <laughs> yeah I met your uncle <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you ever, if I ever told you that story about paper thin. No, <laughs> but I'm listening. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I'm trying to think. So, what was it? Um, so I this is and this is part of the reason why I just like I can't. Everybody don't need a Facebook. So okay, real quick. So oh, I, I remember the story. <laughs> so I was posting lyrics i was like really you know i'm a lit i was really into lyrics so i posted the beginning of paper thin and it said when you say you love me it doesn't matter it goes into my head as just chit chatter you may think it's egotistical or just worry free but what you say i take none of it seriously remember that okay yes. so i posted that on my facebook timeline and i get a message from my <laughs> uncle <laughs> Girl, talking about who are you talking to? You think you all? You think you all this? And <laughs> and you think you you think you hot shit? I mean, he was like cursing me out. I was like, Uncle, what is the matter? He said, You think I when I say I love you, that it don't matter? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uncle, it's MC Light Paper Thin. It's the lyrics to the song. Girl, he was like, "Ooh, my bad. I'm sorry." I was like, "You know what? Everybody don't need Facebook. Get this mm-hmm. old man on Facebook." He thought I had sent him a personal message on Facebook talking about when you say love, when you say you love me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with social media. I'm out. I can't take it. So yes, that was. Like, sometimes you gotta block old family members because you know, I have an uncle that's like he used to always like comment on my posts and be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> what? <laughs> that's why I don't do it. I don't do yeah. it. So, um, anyway, I think we've had a great number five show talking about the Queen Beyonce. Mm. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap this up? No, I think we can end on that note. Yes, I'm so glad we had this time together. Um, all right, so let's do this. So you can visit us at that's what I'm saying podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions, send comments, talk some shit. We don't care. Um, you can shout us out on Twitter because we are getting our Twitter together, girl. It's that what that's what I say three. Um, and we have a shout out. Oh, okay. yeah, we have a shout out. Yeah. So <laughs> always, always got to shout out our producer uh, at Vegas World Inc. Um, you can find him on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. We're, we're pulling that together as well. Oh, at wow. That's what I'm saying. Podcast. You know, we building our little Twitter. Come on through. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Catch us next week, y'all. All right. Ow. <laughs>